Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 116 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials located in April the 25th to April the 20... Sorry, April the 19th to April the 25th, covering Doctrine and Covenants section 42. And today we're going to uh, focus on Doctrine and Covenants sections 42, uh, 30 to 42. Of course, the whole sections this week is 40 to 44, um, but we're going to focus on that today. And it's titled in the Come Follow Me manual as How Did the Saints Consecrate of Their Properties to Support the Poor? Now, I think a good place to start with this is to read the actual content from the from the manual because it's really informative. It gives us a really good context uh, to why this these 12 or 13 verses were so important. It says, an important part of the law revealed in section 42 is what came to be known as the law of consecration and stewardship. This law taught the saints how they could, like the followers of Christ anciently, have all things in common and with no poor among them. Saints consecrated their property by giving it to the Lord through the bishop. The bishop returned it to them what returned to them what they needed, usually what they had consecrated and more. Members donated their surplus to help the poor. This law was a great blessing to the saints, especially to those who had left everything to come to the Ohio. Many saints were generous with their donations. Though we do it differently today, Last Day Saints still live the law of consecration. As you read Doctrine and Covenants sections 42, 30 to 42, ponder how, what, how you can consecrate what God has given you to build his kingdom and bless those in need. Um, this was really important because when the saints arrived in Kirtland, they already were living some sort of element of a law of consecration. It wasn't called the law of consecration. Uh, I can't remember what it was called right now, uh, but they were already living some sort of um, principle, which which was in essence a law of consecration. However, uh, it was not as directed or as uh, structured as the Lord made it uh, in Doctrine and Covenants section 42 and beyond. Basically, uh, at that stage in the in the Ohio or in this area, when people not not in all of Ohio, of course, with, with this community that were together uh, as they were living this, you could have an, have an individual go up to a person and say, "Oh, you know, I like that. I like that hat that you're wearing. Can I try it? Um, yeah, yeah, I like this hat. I think I'll have it." Like they they literally had everything in common among them in so much that people could just ask for things that other people owned and take it as their own. Uh, and of course, this was um, probably not the best way of going about things. So the Lord, in his wisdom, set forth part of the law uh, to talk about the law of consecration, which is something which they did live. Now, obviously, we don't live the law of consecration in the same way that they did back then, in in the sense that, as it explains... Uh, and we'll have a look at a few verses in a minute, that the law of consecration for them was they would give everything that they owned to the church, to the bishop. He would then give back what they basically, basically they would give what they gave, what they had, and they would pretty much receive most of it back. But um, depending on what their surplus was, if they had a surplus, that would then be taken to be given to the poor, who also gave all they had, and receive what back what they had given, but also maybe a little bit more from other people's surplus. 
uh, the idea that uh, there would be no poor among them. And this was obviously a great blessing to the saints when they first arrived in, in Ohio and in the early days of the church, because lots of people will have been displaced, will have lost a lot of things by gathering into one place. Uh, and so it was a real effective way to make sure that they could try and support those who had lost everything to be able to follow the church and to come join them and gather together as one body of saints. In today's world, um, Clearly, the Lord has decided that this is not something that would work as well or is not as required in this way uh, to, to live the law of consecration in that specific way. And I think that this makes sense. You know, I wonder, you know, if it would be possible or what, what would happen if we were living the law of consecration today? Would there be more contention caused from it in today's world than than it would have back then? I don't know. Um, but clearly it, it's something which in that aspect of living it has been seen as not not as required. Having said that, um, look, we do live the law of consecration. Let's have a look at some of the verses and see how we live the law of consecration today, even though we don't live it in the way that those saints did back then. In verse 30, it says, And behold, thou wilt remember the poor and consecrate of thy properties for their support, that which thou hast to impart unto them with a covenant and a deed which cannot be broken. President Russell M. Nelson says, quote, In 1831, the Lord said, Remember the poor, inasmuch as ye impart of your substance unto the poor, ye will do it unto me. A little later, he again declared, Visit the poor and needy and administer to their relief. Later the same year, he warned, Woe unto you, rich men, that will not give your substance to the poor, for your riches will canker your souls. With these teachings throbbing in our ears, stated and restated in accounts to all people in all days of recorded scripture, let our thoughts return to the homeless beggars in, co in boats, human beasts of burden, and the multitude stricken with poverty. Close quote. The Lord goes on further to say, And inasmuch as you impart your substance into the poor, ye, shall, ye will do it unto me. And they will be laid before the bishop of my church and his counsellors, two of the elders or high priests, such as he shall appoint or has appointed and set apart for that purpose. Now, again, we know that in the, in the church, or if you're not a member of the church, just so you know, we, we don't do that degree of laying everything we have before the church and then the bishop, two counsellors and two elders looking at it all and setting it apart uh, to go and be spread back out. But what we do lay before um, the church is, to a degree, our substance, because we are invited to give surplus of, you know, food that we have and finances that we have to fast offerings and things like that. Uh, obviously, we're asked to be, gener to be generous with that. But of course, I don't think that generally uh, we give everything of our surplus in, in that sense. But we are encouraged to be generous and supportive in donations but one big thing we are asked to give anything of our surplus of is our time and talents and when you think about this um at this time there was probably not as many callings there's probably not as many uh you know opportunities to be assigned people to serve obviously people were expected to be supportive and give of their time and support the poor but we did. There was not the organisational structure at this time in place because there was probably not as many as not as as enough people, or um, the Lord 
saw that you know his first priority was to just get them financially stable in in the once they had gathered together uh but now today we have you know generally most members of the church will have a calling an opportunity to give of the surplus of their time and their lives to further the work of the lord support others spiritually and bless others spiritually um and of course you know we are asked to also be ministering brothers and sisters Again, all members of the church are asked to be ministering, member, ministering brothers and sisters. And this is an opportunity to lay before the church the surplus of our time to be able to support the poor and needy. And it's very often that, and I've experienced this personally, that there'll be times where we have a surplus of time and um, capacity to serve others. And there'll be some times where we don't have a surplus of time and capacity to serve others. In fact, our time, we barely have enough time to support ourselves. And that's when the law of consecration comes into play and others minister to us. I have seen this personally in my own life recently. Many of you know that my son is very ill at this time and things, I hope, are starting to become more stable, although he is back in hospital again uh, overnight, but I'm sure he'll be okay. Um... But there was a significant period of time he was in for a month, well, pretty much six weeks, to be fair. Um, and we were, we were just getting by, I suppose, with, with our time, but we received a lot of support from other people. And up to this point in my life, I, I've not really been in that position. Um, but I've seen it, that law of consecration come into play because in the time that we needed rather more than we were able to give, we received that. And so the times where I've given of my time where, to people that have not been able to support themselves as much, I've seen how that works. Uh, and the law of consecration is in play today. I have a firm testimony of that now after this last couple of months. Uh, and I invite all uh, to, to consider and ponder these scriptures prayerfully uh, and how we can um, make sure that we are living this law of consecration because we do live it today. Not to the, to the same uh, understanding that the saints did then, but it has adapted and changed to our circumstances today. Thank you very much for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed the study. Please continue to follow the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me and all the usual platforms. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.